Welcome to It's Your Town Beach Talk. This show has been about featuring people, groups and events in Wasaga Beach to give our citizen beachers a good sense of all the blessings and advantages there are to living in our great community and provide more opportunity to get people involved and engaged in our community to make it the preferred place in which to live, work and play. If you're looking for meaning and purpose in your life, the following program may provide you an opportunity to find those answers in a very comfortable way with the two people I'm about to interview. If you are looking for a place that may help you to get to those answers, you'll get a first-hand sense of what to expect from the new lead pastor of Wasaga Beach's Lighthouse Community Church, Rob Sloat, and how you and your family will be engaged by the people that attend Wasaga Beach Lighthouse Community Church, told by a passionate Pastor Hilary Keller, pastor of Family Ministries. It's no secret that faith, fellowship, and giving make a strong community. Find out how the word community, actually embedded in the church's name, Wasaga Beach Lighthouse Community Church, actually rings true in what is discussed in this interview. There's no shortage of personal excitement about what my guests believe in and how they walk the talk and how they personally, with the help of other church members, engage the community and share goodwill in our community and beyond. Wasaga Beach Lighthouse Community Church is a contemporary Christian church that wants to make a difference in the lives of people and wants to do it in a way that builds on relationships, not rules, and not on obligations. The Lighthouse Community Church is located on 800 Sunnydale Road in Wasaga Beach. We're going to take a short break, and when we're back, we'll be with Lead Pastor Rob Sloat, newly appointed Lead Pastor, and Pastor Hilary Keller, Pastor of Family Ministries of Wasaga Beach Lighthouse Community Church. Is there a week this summer when your cottage might be vacant? Cottage Dreams offers recent cancer survivors time at a donated cottage to rejuvenate after successfully completing treatment. Currently, the Cottage Dreams Cancer Recovery Cottage Lending Program is looking for volunteers, new summer cottage donations, and accepting visitor applications for a midweek cottage getaway Sunday to Friday to help a recent cancer survivor and their family reconnect. Sunday to Friday, when you're not using your cottage, would mean the world. For details and to sign up online, visit cottagedreams.org. Beach Booster Group is a proud supporter of Cottage Dreams. Hi, Beachers. Today we have on our program the newly appointed lead pastor, Rob Sloat, and Hilary Keller, pastor of Family Ministries from the Lighthouse Community Church. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Good to have you on my program, Rob and Hilary. Before we get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, sure, Gary. Uh, I'm the new pastor, as you said, at uh, Lighthouse Community Church. I just spent eight and a half years in Kirkland Lake. And before that, I was three years in Wyerton, and uh, we're really excited about being here at the beach. Our family loves to vacation down in Daytona Beach, so now we're going to live on the largest freshwater beach. Uh, this is really good for our community. And how about yourself, Hillary? Well, I came to Sega Beach uh, about six years ago. Um, I was actually straight out of college, um, was from Newfoundland, and came here and had this opportunity to uh, serve families here in Wasaga Beach. And when I found out what an opportunity it was, not only at the church, but in the town, I mean, who doesn't want to live at the beach? Uh, it's been fabulous ever since. And tell us about the, the college a little bit. Which college did you graduate from? I actually went to um, Master's College and Seminary, and that was actually in Toronto. Uh, but there's quite a few students uh, in Newfoundland, so we did um, a program where we studied from a distance there. And yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Lighthouse Community Church, just for starters. What's it all about? Lighthouse Community Church is is kind of a church that's casual, contemporary. Uh, we basically have a model that says, "Come as you are." 
a lot of people maybe have apprehensions about church, maybe have something in their mind about what church should be. Uh, maybe in the past they thought they had to wear a three-piece suit and have their hair combed to show up at church. But uh, we're a little more casual than that, and we just want people to come as they are. Uh, and you're inviting everyone from the surrounding community to come into your church? Yeah, everyone's welcome to come in to the church and to be a part of what's going on on any given Sunday. And throughout the week, we have a number of events, things that are happening. So we want people to come and get involved. And Hillary, what does Lighthouse Community Church mean to you? For me, we really want to promote families. And that's really what Lighthouse um, is about. We just have something for everyone. Some people, um, maybe they, they think of, of church as they bring their children and they're always shushing them, trying to keep them quiet in the pew. It's nothing like that at all. We have something that engages every age, and that's important for us. And talk about the ministry that you're in charge of. What do you do in that area? So I take care of um, ministries for children and also ministries to parents. Because a lot of times um, parents feel like um, they were given no training for the role they have. They have these children. Um, they really want want to bring them up right and I try to put resources into their hands, try to support them, give parents some encouragement um, in that regard. During our Sunday services, we have something for everyone. So for parents with young children from birth to age three, we have a nursery program with loving caregivers, their moms and grandmothers themselves, and they care for children, but not just, just sit there and watch them. They engage them in play, they engage them in stories, they engage them in music and dancing for young children. Of course, young children love that kind of stuff. And then for children um, age three to grade six, we have an engaging full service for them. So we do music that children would enjoy. We do um, games and activities and object lessons and stories that engage them. So really what you're talking about is you're providing the full Christian experience for these kids. Is that right? Absolutely. We never want children to feel, or families or parents at all, to feel that they're bringing their children and children feel like they're brought and just to, to be there and sit there while mom and dad are getting something out of the service. We believe that God has something for children. I mean, Jesus in his ministry, he just poured out on children. He loved children. And that actually came to a sh- as a shock to people, how he, tra- he treated children. So we want when they come, we want them to experience church in a way that they can engage and they can experience. So we have something for them, not as just a, a care, providing care, but no, they're actually experiencing church or experiencing God as children. Okay, so they're getting the teachings and they're part of the experience. Now, how does that work with your role as, as head pastor or lead pastor, Rob? Well, one of the things I'd like to just say um, is that if parents want to have their kids with them in service as well, we're really as come as you are. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother me. You know, if a kid starts crying in service, Honestly, I really don't even hear it. Uh, We just want people to feel like they're welcome at the church. They're not going to have people staring them down or questioning them. Why is your kid in service? Everyone is welcome. And that's the kids right on up to all ages. So the way I see it impacting us is we want people to connect. Hillary had said about engaging, kids being engaged. From the time you walk into Lighthouse Community Church, people are going to be welcoming you. They're going to be smiling, glad to see you. But the bottom line is you need to get engaged yourself. You need to make the decision to join in maybe with the singing, maybe with the teaching that you're going to apply it to your life. But everything is built around the the idea that we want you to come and be engaged, be involved, make some friends. We can be friendly, but we want you to be friendly back. And I think the people we have from the front door right through the service, we serve Ashanti coffee. And uh, if you want to have a coffee while I'm preaching, there's no problem. We actually take a five-minute break 
from the time we finish our worship singing, which is very contemporary. We have a coffee break, and uh, you can keep your coffee with you. So you have a coffee break in your service. Yes, we do, and it's a shanti coffee. A shanti coffee. Wow, that's that's a, that's an incentive right there. Do you hear that, listeners? You can have a great coffee while you're going to the service. Yeah, we should say thank you to George. Every week, George gets the coffee ready, so come have a coffee and say hi to George. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about your role as lead pastor, Rob. My role as lead pastor is is to take the model that Jesus gave to shepherd the flock. Uh, I'm not there to point a finger at people. Uh, I think God gives us hands up and reaches underneath us. He's not putting a thumb on us. So as the pastor, I'm there to guide and direct people, not maybe to give them all the answers they want, but to help them to find the answers they're looking for. So on that note, talk about your vision and mission for this church. If you had to describe it, say, in regular words to people, what would that sound like? That's a tough one for me because I've just started at the church. Uh, Understanding what vision and mission are for each church, it's not always what the pastor believes the vision is. I really want to get behind what the vision is at Lighthouse, and that's going to take me a few months to, to pick up on. One of the things that I see is that it's not as much about rules and regulations as it is relationship. I really see Lighthouse Community Church as a community church. They're reaching out. I think my role is going to be in in teaching, uh, bringing the Word of God in a relevant way uh, that's going to help people to deal with some of the issues they're dealing with on a daily basis, some of the family issues, some of the life issues, some of the spiritual issues. Uh, Sometimes people's lives are in a mess, and I hope that on any given Sunday that God's going to give me a word that's going to help somebody. So I'm hearing you talk about a shared vision, then. You really want to get behind this, find out what it's all about, and have people engaged to be able to share that vision with you. Is that right? Yeah, we're a people-driven church, not a pastor-driven church. And uh, I really want to find out what's going on in this community and see how we can be relevant to the needs of this community. All right. Now, how about in terms of a mission? Normally, missions are around, you know, what business are you in? So so what business are you in from a, a Christian point of view? Definitely in the people business. In the people business. <laughs> Very much so. Yes. We want to be there for people. Um, a lot of times people view church as um, irrelevant. They'll maybe go at Easter, maybe go at Christmas. But other than that, it really has nothing for them. So um, when you're saying people, then, is that supporting people? Is that sharing with people? Is that fellowship? What would be the, uh, the would, bookends on that? I would say it all. I would say, say um, we we talk about Jesus. We, um, we teach Jesus' teachings. And we believe Jesus was there for people. So we're going to engage people. We're going to be there for people when they need us. We're going to help hurting people. We're going to be there for people and their families. I had someone in my office just yesterday, and uh, we were talking about party in the park. And he was talking about just how God was there for him through us. Um, Hillary will be able to tell you a little bit about party in the park, but this fellow was going through a divorce, having a pretty rough time, and the church was there for him. We were actually in the community. We weren't sitting in our building waiting for him to show up, to come and sing, to come and listen, but the church was active in the community at the time when he was hurting. So he saw what we were doing, he also heard what we were doing, and now he's involved in a regular part of our congregation on a, on a weekly and even, I'll say, a daily basis. That's a little bit about preparation meets opportunity. So you were prepared for that specific moment that came around? We're always prepared. I think evangelism or, or sharing the good news that God's only son purchased eternal life 
is living the life in front of people. And then when the opportunity presents itself to share the key beliefs that we have in our faith system. Tell us, Hilary, a little bit about this Party in the Park. Is it Party in the Park? Yes, Party in the Park. Party in the Park is, oh my goodness, it is one of my favorite things. Uh, We've been doing Party in the Park now for four years. Uh, So I would say a lot of the listeners um, probably receive brochures at their door because each summer we send the students that we hire um, door to door. Last year they delivered about 4,000 brochures on foot to different doors, making sure we want to make sure everyone knows about it so that um, there's no family that misses it just because they didn't know about it. And which park is it? Is it any park? It is most parks, actually. We hit up um, almost every um, neighborhood park. It's like a playground area where we do the parties. And they are, um, they happen in July and August. And they are afternoon, two-hour events. We go into a a park. We bring our bounce castle. We bring some soccer nets. We bring some outdoor toys and things like that. We bring um, face painting. And the first part of the party um, is an opportunity just for people to um, engage, people to get to know each other. At any of the parks... We say whoever wants to come can. So we have some people that will literally follow us around all summer and come to all the parties. But we do really encourage um, people to specifically come when it's in their neighborhood. And do you have youth involved uh, greeting Absolutely. these people? Um, we have we hire youth as um, our summer students, and we have um, youth who volunteer and they get their community hours from school for us. So definitely, they're a big part of what we do at Party in the Park. So at Party in the Park, we um, it's a wonderful opportunity for parents to come with their children. We have some parents who come. We also have children who, of course, ride their bikes and just happen to be in the park and they join in the party. Um, It's a great chance for kids to get to know other kids in the neighborhood. Um, One mom in particular mentioned to me one year what an excellent opportunity it was. She had never known the other kids that her kid rides the bus with. And sometimes even for safety issues, you're wondering who your kids are interacting with at school. Well, this mom got to know other moms and other kids right there at Party in the Park. Sometimes, you know, we're in our homes. We don't actually interact a lot in maybe in neighborhoods. Um, But it is a great opportunity to meet some friends just from your your local neighborhood on your street. Um, So after we have some, there's some playtime, we have a big bounce castle they're on, they get a face painted. Then we call everyone together, parents um, and kids, and um, we join in some team games because we want kids just not to interact with each other, um, just rubbing shoulders, doing the same event, but not really engage. We want kids to interact and get to know each other. So we're doing games, we put them on teams, and we just do some really, our our summer students come up with the silliest games. Our kids love them. Um, You know, they're pretending they're octopus, and somebody else is doing something else and they're on a hot day they have wet games and we just bring whatever we can that kids would enjoy um, parents sometimes will stand on the sidelines and watch take pictures and other parents will get right in there with their little kids so we do that then we serve freezies we um we just have a good time. Yeah, every family goes home with a loot bag, so everyone's going home with so a bag. So it's a fun goodies. place to be. Absolutely. And that is the type of opportunity that we meet people from the community. Um, the person that um, Pastor Rob just mentioned, who um, he was going through a hard time, he was just there that day with his children engaged, and the next thing we know, we have a relationship with him. He's coming to the church, and we can um, help meet his needs that way. The, one of the main things I'm hearing is that people in today's society, we're so busy mm-hmm. that we don't even know our own neighbors. This gives people a chance to get to know not just their neighbor's kids, but maybe even to get to know their neighbors. So I think that's a good thing. I'm hearing a little bit about you're almost a facilitator because you're getting people in their own neighborhood to get to meet each other. Do you, do you share a message while you're there? Is just a fun environment that, uh, that you initially come into? How does this work? We do share a message, yeah. So while we're there, we, we get to know the community um, and through games and things. And then um, during our freezy break, um, a lot of times as kids are enjoying their freezies, I'll tell them a brief message message about how I came to know Jesus and how they can too. All right. Yeah. 
Hillary, are youth participating in any way? Absolutely. We always have something for youth. Every Tuesday night of the year, pretty much every Tuesday night, uh, we have a program that starts at 6 o'clock. And uh, one of the moms in the church has very graciously, every single Tuesday, cook a huge dinner for students. And it's free. Students come along so they can come in. It's a very non-threatening environment. They come in. We eat together. It's that food thing you're talking about. They love it. Yes. We love to eat together. Um, And usually parents will be happy. It's usually a fairly healthy meal. So that's good. She's even had people eating spinach before. I know it sounds strange, but yes, she's had teenagers eating spinach. And uh, so she feeds feeds us something great. And then um, we do something fun together. Sometimes um, when the snow clears, we are outside playing ball hockey. We also have um, a basketball court on our property. So we'll play basketball together. Um, And then um, we share from God's word. We have discussion groups. So something uh, for youth in that way. Now, during March, during um, we're doing that focus on for missions, March for missions. Um, We have um, a trip to Toronto plan where we're taking high school students to Toronto to serve in homeless shelter for two days. And we just really want them um, to develop um, a servant's heart. We want them to know life is not all about them, um, but they can really give back and they can really help others. Interesting. If there's a student outside of the church, could that student sign up for this as well? Absolutely. If we know um, very soon, actually, um, is the registration. They can go to our website, um, send me an email and say they want to go and we will take them with us. And what's your email again? My email is on the website. It is Hillary at WasegaLighthouse.com. Great. Thank you. Okay. Any other projects that you'd like to inform our listeners about? We're into the month of March. And uh, one of the things that we're looking at is a missions march. The whole month of March is going to be a missions emphasis. And we see missions here locally. Uh, We call that the mission of the church, that we're reaching out into our community. But also we see missions as something that is worldwide. One of the things that we're going to introduce this year is what we're going to call Coins for Kids. We're going to ask people to find their lost coins. And if you know the Bible, there's actually a a parable of the lost coins, and this woman celebrates when she finds them. We're going to ask people to look in their couch, look in the cup holder in their car, uh, I don't know, look in the bottom of your dryer. You might find some coins. Wherever you find lost coins, and we're going to ask the people of Wasega Beach to donate them to the church so that we can give those coins to kids to help with things like Party in the Park, our sports camp. And I don't know if you're familiar, but we operate a Wasaga Beach House in Zimbabwe, Africa, where we're supporting orphaned kids to come and uh, have a chance to get a hand up in life. Tell us a little more about that. How did that start? That started about, I think that was about five years ago we built the house. And it is actually um, a house that's part of a village. Um, Instead of... um, a big institutionalized orphanage. Instead, they want to create family environments. So the village is a village of houses that each hold um, eight children, and they're in varying um, ages um, with their own employed um, house mom, they call her. So it's a woman who who um, maybe doesn't have children of her own, and she's employed to be the mom, live full-time, and care for these eight children. So it's called Wasega Beach House because um, Lighthouse Community Church and Wasega Beach, we built the house together. We house those eight children and each month um, those children are sponsored through the church. We also support the mom and we support the village as a whole. And do the, the children of the church get involved, the youth get involved as well as the, the, the adults? 
absolutely. Our kids love the connection because it's kids helping kids. So each week um, during our children's service, we call it Kids Cove, is during Sunday service, um, the children's program is called Kids Cove. And during Kids Cove, um, each week we take an offering. We encourage children to bring an offering for that. Um, And each week that goes towards a project we're working on at the Village of Hope. For instance, the Village of Hope has their own medical clinic. Um, But of course, they don't always have the supplies they need. They needed a baby scale. a lot of times babies are born and they may have failure to thrive. They're not sure if they're getting the right nutrition. Um, so they needed a scale to know if these babies are thriving. Um, so our children just in the fall brought their money in week after week until finally we had the money um, to purchase a baby scale for them. And right now, uh, the children who are living in the Wasega Beach House, they're on the original um, mattresses that were uh, put in the house, which they're not like the mattresses we have here. They're just a... Um, a a shallow piece of foam, basically. Um, they really need to be replaced. The children need better beds. So right now, our children in Wasaga are um, bringing their money each week to raise money for mattresses for the, the children that are living in our home in Zimbabwe. How about the projects that this program will spawn now? What What's going to go on? And, uh, you know, you have some plans around what those pennies and coins are going to do? We'd like to we'd like to be continuing to support uh, what's happening at the Village of Hope and to help as many of those kids and to maybe give some special gifts to the mom that's taking care of the house, but also the monthly care. It's about five hundred dollars a month to take care of that house uh, that we're going to need to raise the funds for. So we're going to collect funds to help at Zimbabwe, but also what's happening at Picnic in the Park. This Sunday, February the 23rd, we have the Village of Hope directors, Gay and Elizabeth Norrie, are going to be at the church at 10 o'clock in the morning. So that would be an interesting opportunity to have people from the community come in and hear all about it. If they want to find out more about it, it's a great opportunity. Gay is going to be sharing some of the exciting things that are happening in Zimbabwe, going to be inviting people to join in supporting. So if even if you don't attend our church, but but want to help out somebody across the world, you're going to have that opportunity to maybe sponsor a child, maybe to help out financially and even prayerfully. Are you going to highlight that on your website so people know that it's... it's Yes, if you go onto our website right now, one of the scrolling pages will give you the information on the Village of Hope, again, Elizabeth. We're also having a share a meal. If it's like a potluck luncheon, we call them share a meals. And after Gain Elizabeth uh, speak to us and we have our music on Sunday morning, we're going to hang around the church for a few hours and eat together. The church does that well. We love to eat. Uh, that's that sounds interesting. I, I love to eat. So, uh, so how do people find out more about your church? They can go on to the website, which is wasagalighthouse.com, and a lot of information is there about our our staff, but also the different events that we do, as well as uh, life groups. Now, coming into an interesting time, our life groups are small groups of people that are meeting, not necessarily in the church building, but meeting as the church in various areas throughout the community uh, during the week, maybe on a Monday afternoon or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning. We have different groups that are meeting, and we're going to be signing up for the new edition of Life Groups that will be starting in April. So it's a great time to go on and find out more information. And when these Life Groups get together, do they study Scripture? they share? What goes on there? We have different types of study. We have Bible study groups that will be studying the Scriptures together. We have book groups that are actually studying books that are written based on the Word of God and uh, life issues on how to just survive. 
So you could actually have a theme group then, and people can sign up to a theme? We actually have one group that meets on Wednesday mornings, and it's just moms of young children, and they're just moms hanging out with their young children who aren't in school yet. So that would be, they don't really study anything particular, but they just talk, do life together. We're really about doing life together. So this really is about engaging the community, your, your whole effort. Very much so. One more thing about our website is we have an events page. Uh, you can go on to our calendar, and if you click on any of the events, the, uh, a little box will pop up and give you more information about uh, the dates, the times, uh, anything that's uh, necessary for information, like is there a cost involved. Uh, so I would encourage people to be checking out our website on a regular basis. And where is your church located? So since I'm driving around on a Sunday morning, I want to show up at church. Where, where is it located? We're right at the corner of Walnut and Sunnydale at uh, 800 Sunnydale Road. And if you're going towards the Sunnydale corners, we're on the right-hand side of the road. Interesting. And, and your service on Sundays? 10 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, as we've said earlier, we actually have a full-service program. So while I'll say big church is going on upstairs, we have kids' church going on downstairs. We call it Kids' Cove, and everything's built around the beach theme. Uh, you've got to really come and see our facilities. So I'm interested in your church. How can I best be introduced to your church? I think one of the best ways is to just show up. I would prefer that somebody brought you, but if that hasn't happened uh, for any of your listeners, I would just encourage you to show up on any given Sunday. I will guarantee there will be somebody at the front door ready to smile and say hello. We have great greeters, and uh, then just get involved. Get involved. So you say this with a smile on your face, Rob. So what are you thinking when you're telling me this? What I'm thinking about is the number of people that are walking through. Uh, you asked uh, one of the reasons about Wasaga Beach and coming here. For me, when I looked on the, uh, the CanStats website, this town was growing by 2,000 people a year for the last five years. That's an incredible statistic to look at. I can see it as an incredible opportunity for us to share the love of God with 2,000 new people every year. And we are seeing uh, in the in the month and a half, two months that I've been here, new people almost every single Sunday coming in. And that really excites me to share the love of God with new people all the time. So I'm learning that you're a growing church. People are coming and joining you. We're a growing church of people of all ages. We've got young kids, young families. Uh, we've even got people with gray hair. I think that's called the crown of glory. And Hillary, if you had to leave one uh, concluding thought at the end of this program, what would you say to our listeners about your church or what your experience has been with the church? I would say that if you think church isn't for you because you've had an experience in your past and you've said, oh, I've tried that, I've been there, done that, I would say try it again. I would say give us a chance to, uh, to show you that it really can be relevant and we really may have something that may be for you. And Rob? I think I'm very much uh, along the same lines as Pastor Hillary. I think with the number of people that I've encountered as I'm walking the streets, uh, be it in Kirkland Lake or, or even here, uh, church has changed. Church isn't the same way that you remember. Unfortunately for many people that I've come across, they've been hurt by somebody in the church or they've been, uh, they've been beaten down by rules and regulations and expectations. But really, God is about relationship. Uh, the Word of God says that God loved us so much that he sent his son for us. And he sent him to have relationship with us. Not to condemn us, not to beat up on us, but to have relationship with us. 
And so we really want people to know that church has changed since maybe the last time you were there and that when you walk through the doors, you're going to really encounter love. That was a great thought to leave us with. I'd certainly like to thank you, Pastor Rob Sloat, and you, Pastor Hillary, for being on the program and letting our listeners know about your church and what to expect as being part of your church. It's been a real pleasure talking to both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. We'll see you Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for having us. We were listening to newly appointed lead pastor Rob Sloat, Hillary Keller, pastor of Family Ministries of Lighthouse Community Church in Wasaga Beach. The Lighthouse Community Church is located on 800 Sunnydale Road in Wasaga Beach. You can visit their website at www.wasagalighthouse.ca. They have a comprehensive outline of what the church is all about and run a calendar of events on their website where you can find out what events are taking place throughout the year. By listening to Pastor Sloat and Pastor Keller, we gained a good understanding of their convictions centered around creating relationships to share the word and engage people to join them in their work. We heard about their programs, and in particular, their effort to make a difference in Zimbabwe. The church website notice invites everyone to come hear the exciting things happening in Zimbabwe and also to come and meet the Norries and see how you can be a part of what God is doing at the Wasaga Beach House that is sponsored by the Lighthouse Community Church. Among many programs is a Youth Toronto Missions trip during the March break where youth will be serving at Good Shepherd Mission. The students learn about compassion and leadership while also getting the opportunity to earn community hours for school. We are blessed to have passionate people in our community that have strong beliefs and conviction for what they do. This all serves to build a great community of Wasaga Beach. If you would like to hear an interview with the Wasaga Beach champion you would like to learn more about, talk to me, drop me a line. We are always interested in featuring people, community groups and events on this show. Contact us about your idea for an It's Your Town Beach Talk show. You can email me at gary at beachbooster.com or call me at the Beach Booster office at 705-241-9762. We'll record your comments and questions and air them on the show or provide answers on our Beach Booster blog. I'm Gary Sarantola, host of It's Your Town Beach Talk. Talk to me. The opinions expressed by the participants of the preceding program are not necessarily those of the Beach Booster Group. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster.